Today, a January 6th receives a 17-year prison sentence. You won't believe what it's for. Joe Biden's DOJ refuses to cooperate with subpoenas for the Hunter Biden case and a male prisoner who murdered a baby wants you to pay for his fake vagina. We've got all of that and more coming up, and it all starts right now. Welcome to the News and Why It Matters. I am Sarah Gonzalez, and today, former Proud Boys leader Joe Biggs was sentenced to 17 years in prison for seditious conspiracy on January 6, 2021, at the Capitol. 17 years. So being that, uh, 17 years, that's a really long time. You'd probably expect this person to be, I don't know, incredibly violent on that day, perhaps assaulting police officers. That did happen that day, and it was wrong. So what did Joe Biggs do? Well, pulled down a piece of temporary fencing. You can see Joe in the glasses in the center of the screen with a black beanie as he starts to pull on the fencing. And in a moment, you will see this temporary fencing being ripped off. walking up the steps. All right, so he ripped off temporary fencing. Oh, and then he smiled about it with his friends right afterward. So we just stormed the f***ing Capitol. Yeah, we took did. Took the mother place back. Ah! <laughs> that was so much fun. Much America, so much America. No more murders. January 6th will be a day in infamy. Yes, yes. <laughs> To be clear, all of that was wrong, and he should have been charged with something and held accountable, but seditious conspiracy. According to the United States Code, here is the definition of seditious conspiracy. If two or more persons in any state or territory or in any place su subject to the jurisdiction of the United States conspire to overthrow, put down, or to destroy by force the government of the United States or to levy war against them or to oppose by force the authority thereof or by force to prevent, hinder, or delay the execution of any law of the United States or by force to seize, take, or possess any property of the United States contrary to the authority thereof. Well, that sounds like really serious, almost like, I don't know, a terrorist. Well, the judge actually ruled that Biggs qualified for a terrorism sentencing enhancement because he, quote, tore down a fence that stood between police and rioters, end quote. So 17 years in prison for tearing down a fence. This is what Joe, Joe Biggs did, okay? By his own account, he didn't touch anything in the Capitol. He didn't break anything in the Capitol. He didn't steal anything in the Capitol. He used the bathroom, washed his hands, found a police officer, asked him, how the hell do I get out of here? And left after the cop showed him the way out. And the prosecution, by the way, didn't prove otherwise. Not to mention, you just saw a video of him outside the Capitol while all the chaos was happening behind him and people were still there. Now, I'd be willing to take this more seriously if the government had shown any of this law and order energy for any of the Black Lives Matters protesters burning down cities, burning down cop cars, looting Louis Vuittons. Not only did they not get sentenced as severely, they just got their charges dropped. Like, 
poof, nothing ever happened. But if you're a white conservative who's ever worn a red hat in your life, they want you to know that if they want to manipulate the law to throw you in jail for as long as they want, that's exactly what they will do. Here to discuss this and more, we have Yaku Buyans, Blaze TV contributor and host of The Bottom Line, along with John Doyle, Blaze TV contributor and host of Heck Off Kami. You know, John, you gave the thumbs up, but it's not... This is not a thumbs-up story. I was just falling in line. Yako set the example, and I don't want to get yelled at again today, so I was just doing what he was doing. I love this guy. He's like a little brother. I love him. I, You know, it's getting a little uh, getting a little scary in here, yeah, um, yeah. In which I'm sure we'll get to, but it's the, the government being able to um, just kind of use the law to put their thumb on you while they allow their elite friends to get away with I don't know, sometimes murder. Um, not looking at you, Hillary, don't worry. By the way, I am not suicidal. Um, it just, it's just very frustrating to see this. Again, like, he should not have done that. I am not saying, I'm not excusing it. I'm not justifying it. It was all wrong. But 17 years in prison for that? No violence, just yeah. that. Yeah, I think the Blaze have always taken the position of, look, not condoning it, no. but let's just keep perspective here. In the midst of everything else that has gone on since 2020, you're talking about looting and riots, buildings on fire. We promise you it's peaceful. Trust us, it's peaceful. But shop owners are losing their livelihoods. Mm -hmm. People died across the board. They're making an example. It's the mm -hmm. scare tactic. And they, of course, they're going to go to the most egregious form of the law that they think they can pass by a judge, which apparently they could. And that's what they'll throw... The, that they'll throw that book at somebody, and it's a scare tactic, you know, mm -hmm. to tell Americans, you cross us, there's no hope for you. We own the Justice Department, the judges, the district attorneys, so it's, um, it's a bullying tactic, it's what it is. Yeah, I always bring up this example because it's so permanently ingrained in my mind, but the way that they put billboards up all over the country saying, mm -hmm. if you knew anybody who was involved in the insurrection, call us, you know, the FBI tip report line or whatever, they mobilized the law enforcement infrastructure in this country to get, every, I mean, with the cell phone location technology, all the data security cameras, they could have done the same for Black Lives Matter, for Antifa, but they just didn't because those guys are on their side. They're effectively like these paramilitary units because the state can't be seen necessarily with blood on their hands unless it's in cases like with Ashley Babbitt. So they allow these other groups to do it for them and then they just simply turn the other cheek, turn the blind eye and allow it to continue. And this is why it's so important to have the right people near the, le the lever of power because it's not enough to have just text because the way that they interpret the text that you read yeah. they they own the definition of like a hundred of those words already yeah. and so yep. they can yes. use it how but if i were reading that i would think well in a way that's describing somebody as well who would maybe permit an invasion into the united states mm -hmm. i mean that's kind of seditious that's kind of treasonous or somebody who would knowingly spread false information to incite riots and disturb the peace and cost billions of dollars in damage to people's livelihoods, cost actual lives and all these riots. I would consider that to be treasonous, but because they own the mechanism to define those words and also the enforcement of it, we're just completely on the back foot and then people are getting 17 years in jail for doing something that like, honestly, you wouldn't, if you saw that in person, you wouldn't think twice about no. it. Right. But let's think in context. Let's talk about Ray Epps just for a second, mm. okay? Here's a guy on camera inciting the violence, mm -hmm. inciting, you know, planning it, coercing young guys, even on the street, they go, no, I don't think we should do that. You're like, no, we are. No, like the night before. No, no we are, <laughs> the night before. So that's called intent. I don't know 
that this individual had intent that morning, knowing he was going to pull down a temporary banner. It was in the moment, in the hype. And so when we, when we see law be executed in the, in the court of law, intent is always premeditative, intent, uh, you know, with, with malicious intent. All those things are things that are discussed in the court of law and then has a direct impact on sentencing, Right. All that's gone here. Mm -hmm. They went to what you would do to Osama bin Laden if you got your hands on him in the United States. And, and it equates to that. Someone who is coming in here with the intention to overthrow a government or do something. And so I, I don't know. Does it stop here? Does someone else? I mean, doubt it, I, I think. And to your point about billboards across the country, can you imagine if we actually hunted war criminals that way in America, if we actually use the force of the branches of government to that extent of, hey, can we find one of the MS-13 members who just crossed the border? You can know what I'm going to say? I mean, <laughs> you already know what I'm going to say. I do. I saw recently the polling shows that the party to which the president of El Salvador, El Salvador. belongs is going to win every seat because he's so popular because he's doing exactly that. He's like, why are there criminals? No more criminals. And now they're all in jail. It's like the coolest thing ever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and to your point earlier, John, um, you know, you go back to the, the definition of that. It's like if that was their intention, they would have showed up with like lots of guns Correct. and weapons. Yeah. And because we're the ones who owned them all. Like, and they would have been like, hey, we're, we're trying to overthrow yeah. the government. We're conspiring to do this. Make sure to bring your weapons, any kind of weapons you can. That you're seems like your first clue that that was not the plan. And sunglasses and some gloves. We're right. gonna go. Come on, that's what I'm saying. This was never the intent. Of course not. Not premeditated. Of course not. Which again, we see when we connect the dots of looking at the surveillance footage and watching, you know, watching the cops lead uh, the QAnon shaman around very yeah, yeah. calmly. Very yeah. like we see all this in the inside footage, and yet they still want you to believe that all of these people conspired beforehand to try to overthrow the government. When in reality, how, how long did they get delayed? to do that certification four hours a couple hours yeah 17 years yeah, about four hours 17 years because you tore down temporary fences and, and again we would say law enforcement was on site you made a comment earlier he's not arrested he walks out right he's right he's, 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 he's chaperoned the out of the building showed him how to get out i mean yeah no look the violation the, ju the justice department has been weaponized the doj has been weaponized against the American people with the FBI. There's no question. It is, it is um, as unconstitutional as you could possibly be, which is why I call this administration a treasonous administration. It's an anti-American administration. They are, our worst enemy is actually running the show. Mm -hmm. at the moment. Not even to mention, too, I mean, you read articles every week about some guy who murders somebody and he gets let off with, like, six months probation or something because of some piece of evidence or, you know, some liberal district attorney. So if you look at, like, the amount of people that go to prison in this country for nonsense versus people who actually, like, are the reason that prisons should exist, it's completely imbalanced. It's insane. So Child rapists in New York are fingerprinted and within four hours they walk yeah. with no bail. 
We're talking about right. That actually, insanity. honestly, that makes a lot of sense. If you look at the way our government operates, it makes perfect sense that they would rather put in the American patriot into the prison system rather than like the child rape. That actually makes perfect sense. You look at their behavior across it fits the entire the, it board. Fits the it's like, okay, we have grooming of, people who are doing, okay, we're going to let them off. And then we have clamping down on any semblance of like American pride. And then a guy who's going to go against that. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, we'll put him in prison. So, and then, of course, to your point, um, they want to make sure to uh, put you know, their political opponents in prison, their political enemies in prison, but uh, at the same time, the DOJ, completely weaponized, uh, informed the House Judiciary Committee earlier this week that they will not be cooperating with subpoenas that were issued to two FBI agents involved in investigations into Hunter Biden. <laughs> this, is, this is really where we're at. So they claim, they say that, uh, well, there are limits for these depositions that disallow the DOJ lawyers from being in attendance at the depositions. And so we're just not going to do it, which, again, like, I don't know why a lawyer, a DOJ lawyer has to be there and um, probably intimidate the person who's giving the deposition rather than allow them to say what happened. Correct. Just let them speak freely. Right. 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 You have you have lawyers. You have mugshots of lawyers, Sidney Powell, Jenna Alice, Rudy Giuliani, for consulting their client on a legal matter. Right. And you've got Hunter Biden. Where's, where's the mugshot on Hunter Biden? Oh, you'll never the, see that. The, never. This is tampering with witnesses. This is suppressing witnesses. This is not taking forensic interviews. This is not allowing people to speak freely if you can't coerce them. It is a complete sham. It is a banana republic. That is what we, we This is I mean, I'm, I actually think it's worse. White collar crime of this nature is worse than what you saw Chavez and, and Maduro and, you know, Hussein and these guys do. At least they, they told you who they were. We've got the so-called goody-goodies running D.C., you know, trying to imprison the next president. We should lock people up, though. Not necessarily political opposite. Like, I don't want to lock up every Democrat. You think I have a the real crazies. problem with Joe Manchin or, or Gavin right. Newsom? No. But you'll notice, like, if all of a sudden we started clamping down on pedophiles yeah. and mm -hmm. people who sell the country, you'd, like, look and be like, oh, wait a minute. That's your political opposite. And you're just like, okay, well, maybe there's something to be said about that. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know that you could separate one of those words with a former word. Gavin Newsom falls in that bracket. Yeah, I was going to say, I like, I like, Gavin I'm Newsom okay with Joe Manchin. You said Newsom, Gavin Newsom, Newsom and falls I, in you lost I, don't know. I heard some stuff about him recently that made me kind of like. No. What? He's just, you know, just a cool guy. I don't know. No. What is happening? I feel like he could this be the Antichrist. 1984. Obama was what? a cool guy <laughs> and diabolical Obama's for the gay. nation. Listen, everybody thought he was a cool guy. I didn't, but they... Let's elect the cool swab By the way, dude. John isn't, that wasn't like a diss, that he really is saying that Obama is gay. Yeah, that I mean, was a diss. What do you, oh. Let me speak we, for myself. Mean, yeah, that was a diss. We got guys on the record talking about fellatio. I know, that's what I'm saying. All right, Newsom, last word. That wasn't like yeah. an adjective. That was, <laughs> John. that was a declaration. John, like Newsom, Newsom. No go, buddy. He's, he likes Trump. Yeah, he does he, not. No, he doesn't. He does he's not. Handsome, you know. He's like, oh, he kind of, here's my the thing. God. I like. On. I don't know. Just let me let me live my life. John, right. don't Gen Z this conversation. All right, go yeah, we gotta, we gotta we gotta go to a thing. break and get John it's in line. Like again. Nancy Pelosi's husband, what? where you hear about him and he's like, you know, booze cruising a Porsche with like models, and we're supposed to be like, this is. It's like that's not Newsom.
No, but that was, it's sort of the same <sighs> stock of You're like talking about the corruption. guy by executive order signed in comprehensive sex ed into our country that has sexualized more children single-handedly, maybe than Joe Biden. That's Gavin Newsom. Oh, that's bad. Is, you guys, you can't, you don't trust me. I was trying to speak highly of him to get us in a room with him so that Yako could take him behind the shed. I was, he was going to see <laughs> well, do this, that. And he was going to be like, I like that. Let's get me on the show. He was going to fly out and then Yako was going to make America great again. I but do now, hear. The entire operation's been I do hear that the uh, <laughs> that the news and why it matters is one of Gavin Newsom's favorite shows. You watch it every day, Sarah. He tunes in all the time. Because you're also good looking and he's good looking, so... <laughs> he figures he can connect with you. <laughs> Maybe so. Not anymore. Um, all right, we've got to uh, we got to take a quick break. We'll be back with more, but we want to thank our sponsor, Fast Growing Trees. So this summer, uh, I don't know, you could spend thousands of dollars on planes, hotels, and tourist traps, or you can spend less money on a beautiful garden that's going to give you years of pleasure with FastGrowingTrees.com. They've got thousands of easy-to-grow plant, shrub, and tree varieties expertly curated for your unique climate and needs. So they've got it all. And I know this because I went on there and did it myself because I did not have a green thumb at all. I'm actually horrible at it. I'm like, I don't know what goes in what soil. I don't even, I don't know. So I'm like, yes, this is for full sun. I'm in Texas. Or like this part is half shade, maybe half sun, and they tell you exactly what is going to work in your climate. They also have uh, plant experts that have specialized degrees and training to help troubleshoot um, the entire plant. It's like telehealth for your plants. Uh, they've also got a 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, so you're going to know everything is going to look great, fresh out of the box. They have helped me. And guess what? I didn't have to get my car dirty going to all these big box stores and lugging stuff and you got dirt all over the car. Don't do that. Go to Fast Growing Trees dot com slash news. Uh, what is the offer here, guys? Fastgrowingtrees.com slash news to get 15% off of your order. That is fastgrowingtrees.com slash news. The ACLU is demanding that uh, Indiana taxpayers pay for a male prisoner who brutally murdered an 11-month-old stepdaughter to get a new vagina. Congratulations. This is Jonathan Richardson. Wow. Jonathan, that is that is a one pretty princess. And I'm not sure where he's looking. But uh, he now goes by the name Autumn Cordelion. And um, he has been fake taking a female hormone and testosterone since 2020. And now he wants taxpayers to pay for a fake vagina. Now, this is an 11-month-old stepdaughter that he manually strangled to death while her mother was at work. Um, and at one point while he was incarcerated, he told corrections officers, well, all I know is I killed the little effing bee. <clears throat> and now you, Indiana, if you're in Indiana, you could be on the hook for bet anywhere between $10,000 to $150,000 surgery so that Jonathan can um, <clears throat> get a uh, get a little fake vagina there. Which, by the way, it's never going to work. He may find that out. Well, then he'll move to the women's prison so he doesn't have to find out what happens to people who have holes in prison. Yaku? That's why he wants this. Mm -hmm. um, this is a shout out to a friend of mine, Todd Rakita, the Attorney General of Indiana. This is your moment, buddy. This is on you. Now you step up. You're an AG. Do your job. I love you, but this crap cannot fly. This dude 
who should thank God who he's not talking to that he's alive, should go to the male prison and go learn what happens to people that hurt children in prison. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get some plastic pop-up vagina so you can go to the women's prison here. So let, uh, let the inmates sort out the inmate. Mm-hmm. Um, John, I want to I wanna explain, because you guys may be thinking, like, how, what are they even arguing in this lawsuit? Like, what, what, what are they saying? Uh, what rule is being broken here? Well, they say that Indiana's new law, which bans sexual reassignment, bans taxpayers from funding sexual reassignment surgeries for prisoners, they say that uh, the, it violates the Eighth Amendment which prohibits excessive punishments because it shows deliberate indifference to a serious medical need and it violates the 14th Amendment's Equal Protection Clause because it discriminates against trans-identifying people. The 14th Amendment and its consequences have been a disaster for the human race. And I've spoken about this as well on this program, the whole Eighth Amendment thing, cruel and unusual punishment. It's not unusual if we just do it more often. And it's not really <laughs> cruel if they such deserve a great point. it. No, seriously. It's such it, a great it, point. It, it, it is a very the good First, You're absolutely the right. The first few times we would be like, oh my gosh, I can't believe they just killed that guy in the public square. And after that, I'd just be like, okay, this is boring. I'm going to watch, you know, whatever. <laughs> go back to Netflix or something. But it, it's almost more cruel what they're doing to this person by enabling this delusion, creating what is literally like a wound, this, this sort of like stab wound mm-hmm. that is going to be used for uh, very depraved purposes. And it tried, that's the really like disgusting thing about it, even ignoring just the abstract idea. It's numb. There's no feeling there. It's yeah. like when you go to the dentist right. and they may, it's like, it's numb. It's a wound. It's going to try to artificially or to, to seal, seal. itself. Yep. And they have to do this thing that's called dilating. Mm-hmm. For literally hours a day, they have to insert something into themselves to prevent the wound from naturally healing. And it's very painful. There's all sorts of infections that can happen. And these people can, so it's not just the, the cost of the surgery, which right. in itself that should not be illegal, this, this sort of like uh, Mengele playing God, we're going to try to give a man this, because it's, it, it's not, obviously. It's not like we're going to give him you know, a new kidney or something, which personally, I don't really like the idea of organ transplant. I find that very weird. But even just like a, uh, an organ that he should never have in the first place right. I, and, and can never have, it's not right. even real. It's like a mockery. The cost of maintaining that yep. and giving him the antiviral medication, the antibiotic, so that the infection doesn't happen, it's like, you're not talking about 100000 You're talking about literally millions of dollars for somebody who should just be dead in the first place. Yeah. That, and, that's, and that's the point. It is rewarding yes. bad behavior. Not just bad behavior. Can we talk about a man that strangles mm-hmm. an 11-month-old defenseless child mm-hmm. to death mm-hmm. deserves nothing? You have forfeited every right that you had, your privilege and your right and your freedom. You have forfeited all of it. You should thank God you get three warm meals and a bed to sleep on. Anybody that is for funding this needs a straitjacket and an asylum. It is insane. It's unacceptable in the American culture. It's not who we are. You do not reward somebody who harms a child with anything. He cannot ask for another thing for the rest of his life. He should be, you know, the fact that he's alive, alone, is, is, is all he deserves at this moment. Yeah, I mean, I, I, certainly the country needs to figure out what the hell the point is of incarceration if we're just going to let them, you know, give them this uh, surgery that they've always, well, he didn't always want it. He just started identifying this Convenient. way, of course, after he, yeah, after he went to prison. But it's like, what, like what, what is the point here? Because I'm all in favor of the point being that 
if I mean, isn't the the motto if you do the if you do the crime, you do the time, meaning like this is punishment. This is your punishment. It's supposed to hurt. So, you know, not to do it again. We're not supposed to coddle you and make sure that we treat you with the utmost respect like that. That kind of loses the point. Why, why are we even sending them there? at that point. Inflict more pain on more people. Now more people suffer because now they got to pay for this. Right. Society suffers because if they do one, they're going to do more. Right. Some if they open this door in Indiana, oh, it won't be the last. Right. Like, like if, I, if, if, if this is just supposed to be some sort of therapy for them, like just send them the, to therapy. Right. Just do that. I'm sure it'll cost way less money for all the rest of us. Yeah. Some people, and it's tragic, but it is true. And, and part of having a civilization where people can raise safe and prosperous and happy families requires accepting uncomfortable truths about reality and sort of what is necessary to maintain the kind of civilization that we have. But some people are just incompatible with it. Yes. You know, you've got these people That's and right. they, they, they get out and immediately, what do they do? They go kill somebody Re-fan, again. Yep. They're like, well, it's because they were in prison and that just made them, you know, angry. About, it's like, no, well, the recidivism is yes. like 67%. Yes. So, you know, I'll tell liberals this and they think I'm their friend. It's like the meme of uh, Anakin and Padme when they're talking. And it's like, so you're against mass incarceration? And I'm like, yes. And they're like, so you want them to be released? I'm like, well, you know, I don't even know if we should have this many in the first place. Because the people in prison for violent crimes, Mm -hmm. talking about their eighth, ninth offense, at a certain point, it's like, it's over for you. I'm sorry. You know, you gave it a good shot. Sort it out with God. But at this point, you're just transferring the burden from being out and about in public. I have to worry about my safety, the safety of my family, to the burden being, well, I don't maybe have to worry about you, but you're still sucking money out of my pocket to pay for not even just your housing and your meals, but your your medical costs, your education, all sorts of like weird programs for people who, if they're going to be there, and of course, you know, you never know. Sometimes there are cases where evidence comes out and it's like, it wasn't the case that this person's guilty, but talking about people who are there for like consecutive life sentences, they confess, it's obvious it's them. Right. Just take him out behind the shit. John, with all the taxpayer money, if you talk to someone like Jack Brewer, who does incredible work in the for the incarcerated, right? There are hardly any true rehabilitative programs where they actually get to really mm-hmm. help the person heal. No, we're gonna throw a fake vagina at a guy. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, good luck with that. Yeah, What's that's that not gonna, gonna screw him up anymore. I mean, that's almost. You know, I'm. <laughs> I'm not even principally against that so much as I am with the application. Like, if I were king and there were a guy (laughs) who had done that to a little girl, I would order my doctors to give him that and then throw him to the wolves in the male prison. Like, that would be... But he's not well, but he's not going to stay in the male prisoner prison. Well, I, again, if yeah. I were king, he, now, the next yeah. step is, of course, I'm actually a woman and I deserve to go to the women's prison. And you guys are violating all sorts of my rights. Here are the amendments so that I'm signing. We could be having a lot more fun. If you were king in those times, you would be in the public square and the king would say, what say you? And it would be up or down. And it's public, buddy. And that's the other thing, too, with the, the way that we Last execute word. people. It's all to avoid the uncomfortable reality of death. You know, it's not, it, it's almost less humane in a way, strapping a man down and, and putting these weird chemicals in. It would be much more dignified, not that they necessarily deserve dignity, but it would save a lot of money too. If you just, the old way, you know, let's not reinvent the wheel. We've got rope, we've got guns. We don't need to do all this fancy stuff. All right. Well, this has been an interesting conversation. We've got to take a break. We'll be right back. One of the only girls in the world. (laughs) 
right, an Oklahoma City elementary school has hired a new principal that was once accused of possessing child pornography and is known locally as a drag queen who reads to children at the library. This is Dr. Shane Mernon, the, this 52-year-old principal of John Glenn Elementary School in southwestern Oklahoma City. Uh, and he moonlights as a drag queen named Chantel Mandalay. And so in 2011... When he was 30, he was teaching fifth grade at Will Rogers Elementary in Stillwater, Oklahoma. He was arrested and charged with possessing child porn and drugs. Now, so I'm going to read you the details on this. From his seized digital devices, investigators were able to glean at least four images of pornographic material, but a judge later determined that prosecutors had not proven that the victims in the images were underage. Another judge disagreed and stated that the images do represent child pornography, but then upper courts sided with the first judge and dismissed the child porn charge. Um, and I want to play for you guys. This is the, the beautiful, feminine Chantel, Miss Chantel, of course, Dr. Shane Mernon, uh, participating in a virtual drag queen story hour sponsored by the Metropolitan Library System Watch. Hi, everybody. I'm Miss Chantel, and I'm here with the Metropolitan Library to celebrate Pride. They've invited me to sit, read some stories to each and every one of you, and I'm so excited. So let's start out with our first story. It's called Be Who You Are. And since we're during pandemic times, we're having to record these. So I'm here at my home and you can be watching these stories at your home as well. I know the uh, blaze.com submitted asking a request for comment. They were told that um, the school would give a comment. And of course, as of the time of this taping, the school has not yet commented on their uh, child pornography possessing principal who moonlights as a drag queen. Demand the firing picket the school peacefully, mm -hmm. go to the school board, uh, or pull your kids out of the school to the point where the school is bankrupted. Mm -hmm. This is unacceptable. Oklahoma, the most conservative state in the nation. Which I'm sure is the point. Yeah, 100%, of it's course. Always, it's always you the point. You go after deep red. Yes. You go after the deep red. What does Nancy say? We want Texas purple. I was actually with the treasurer of Oklahoma, Todd Russ, this morning. Unbelievable state, they do amazing things. Of course, they're gonna target. But OKC, all your major cities, uh, I just say, parents, this is your moment. Earlier, I called out a, an AG, uh, what will you do? Will you allow this um, it factor to indoctrinate your kids or will you take a stand? Yeah, there's, there's literally not something that could be on his past that would be more disqualifying uh, than that. I mean, even if he like killed a guy, there's a, there's a way to explain, I don't know, he slept with my wife. But if you're putting somebody in a position where they're around children and they have a history of exploiting children sexually, that means that they have those desires. Maybe they can suppress them. Maybe they're somewhat rehabilitated. But for that to be on their record and, and for that to even be allowed, I mean, not only should they be fired, whoever was in proximity, even by two or three degrees to that decision being made, should be fired as well. People on the, the, the school board, I don't know, the uh, yep. superintendent, whoever, yeah. they should all be fired. Well, also, like, I mean, let's not drugs was part of these charges, too. Yes. And it was what I think it was uh, marijuana, um, I believe. And he but he got his record expunged. So the drug thing was an actual issue. I would argue that's enough to disqualify him from being the principal of a school full of children. Pornography alone. Oh, I, uh, I'm, I'm, there. I'm, there. I'm already there. I'm already there. I'm already there. Not even child porn, just pornography. And remember, pedophiles 
This is the work we do every day. It's a game of proximity. It's gain of access. They have to be close to children. You yeah. don't, again, here we go again. You don't reward this kind of behavior. This is not much different than what's happening in the prison with vagina dude, okay? <laughs> Rewarding bad behavior. Now we're going to reward this, you know, porn loving, crack smoking, whatever it is, and make him principal? That's a fantastic idea. That's brilliant. I, I would really love to know. I want to try to, to see if someone does a follow-up or if we can do a follow-up on this and see how the parents in this school react yes. tomorrow. Because yes. I'm sorry. I know people have a lot of reasons for sending their kids to public schools. But if you still know that this is your principal and you drop your child off there in the morning... Complicit. You are complicit in, in all of that. All of that. I would argue that you're not a good parent if you do that. At I, all. At all. Not I don't care what your excuse is. I don't care if you have to go to work. I, like, I, I don't care. I, yeah, you I don't care. Your, your child is more school. important yep. than that. So I would love to see how many people actually end up dropping their kids off. That's a good point. As a parenting expert myself, yeah. I can say Tell that you know, the day-to-day -day stuff is very important, but in terms of like the defining moments of your job as a parent, that's one of them. If, right. you, if you mess that up, I don't care if you feed your kid, clothe your kid. If you mess that up, like it's over. You get yeah. an F. Right. Um, I want to switch gears here really quickly and uh, do give it an update on a story from, I think this was earlier this week, the Nevada tribal reservation ranger who rammed his truck through a blockade of climate change activists and pulled a weapon on unarmed demonstrators outside the Burning Man Festival Sunday is now under review by officials after the whiny ass protesters accused him of using excessive force. He used excessive force. Uh Actually, you guys were the ones who used excessive force by blocking people's right to travel freely. I would say that that is an act of aggression and that the police officer gave them plenty of time to move and they chose not to. So that's on them. Uh, for those of you who missed this earlier this week, here is uh, the exchange happening over the weekend. Watch. I love that screaming. Love it. Did anyone get that? Yeah. Did, did you guys get that? Always a photo. He ran over our signs. Always a photo op. Yeah. We're the non-violent. Get on the ground! Get on the ground now! Get on the ground! Get on the ground! Don't move! He gave them, if you watch the full video, he gave them at least, he, he did like a 30 second countdown and said, you have to move by this point, at which point you're going to be arrested. And they didn't move. What else is he supposed to do? Ram it, run through it. You know, and I knew when I saw him pull the weapon, not disagreeing with it, I knew that they were, mm -hmm. they, they were gonna use that moment. Uh, but, but the video earlier showed the line of cars backed yes. up. Yes. Forever. So what about, okay, f those Americans? No, right. you can lay in the street, ram that sucker, set that trailer on fire on the side of the road. I mean, I was so happy. Um, I hope there's some sanity in the circles around him, in his superiors, to understand mm -hmm. that he was doing his job. Yeah, I hope he gets an award. You think about, like, if you are going to delay traffic, you are making it so people are not able to get to point B. Mm -hmm. What does that cause? 
causes them to maybe speed, be anxious, otherwise drive more erratically. That poses a real and imminent threat to human life. So in a way, they were acting in a way that was posing a danger to people's mm -hmm. lives. So lethal force is not only justified, it, it should be encouraged in that case. Well, you could yeah. also argue you, they could be blocking emergency vehicles yes. who are trying to, to go save someone's life, right? Yeah. Like, there are plenty of reasons for... You know, my... Uh, my 14th Amendment right to privacy would even say I shouldn't even have to justify my emergency. I could right. I could need to go to the dollar store and I should be able to ram through a blockade of protesters if they are blocking. But John, you have the freedom to travel interstate right. in this nation. You have the and that's not their road. They don't own it. No no right to block it. They should all be in prison, all of them. I agree. Uh, what is that different than dude pulling down a barricade? And the pursuit of happiness. They are literally impeding my ability to pursue I happiness. I like where you're going the horizon. now. They're come back from Gavin Newsom. I like <laughs> no, I, am a, I am a constitutional scholar, and, and they froze at Valley Forge so that I could run down protesters right. who are impeding mm -hmm. my freedoms. Right. I agree. All right, we got to take a break. We'll be right back. <laughs> I don't know if the show's... Hurricane Adalia made landfall as a Category 3 strength storm in Florida's Big Bend, 7.45 a.m. yesterday morning. It had 125-mile-per-hour winds. It was called an unprecedented event by the National Weather Service in Tallahassee, and it is the most powerful storm to hit Florida's Big Bend in over 125 years. Now, um, FEMA Administrator Deanne Criswell said that the state's response has, like, was amazing um, and has helped restore power very rapidly. So kudos to Governor DeSantis and around um, 300,000 customers were without power in Florida, Georgia and South Carolina earlier. And I want to play uh, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis warning looters because with all this, you know, come the looters. And he's just like, we're just going to go ahead and get this out there. What's going to happen if you try to loot? Watch. All trying to loot. Uh, down in Steenhatchee. And I've told all of our personnel at the state level, you know, you, you protect people's property and, and we are not going to tolerate any looting in the aftermath of a natural disaster. I mean, it's just ridiculous that you would try to do something like that on the heels of an almost Category 4 hurricane hitting this community. I'd also just remind potential looters that people, you never know what you're walking into. People have a right to defend their property. Uh, this part of Florida, you got a lot of advocates and some proponents of the Second Amendment. And I've seen signs in different people's yards in the past after these disasters. And I would say it's probably here. You loot, we shoot. Now, Joe Biden said in a press conference yesterday that um, he thought it was strange that there was nothing political uh, about Ron DeSantis's response to this hurricane. Watch. Uh, Mr. President, Governor DeSantis is also running for president. Uh, you are running for re-election. Do you sense any politics in your conversations with him about this issue? No, believe it or not. I know that sounds strange, especially out of the nature of politics today. But, you know, I was down there when the last major storm I spent a lot of time with him, walking from village to from community to community, making sure he had what he needed to get it done. I think he trusts my judgment and my <laughs> desire to help, and I trust him to be able to suggest that he, this is not about politics, it's about taking care of the people of the state. No, and it was strange. It, it's unbelievably bizarre. This is the same man that didn't have a comment on Maui burning right. down. Right. 
But but I'm but I'm confident he trusts my judgment. Yeah. Well, no, we don't trust your judgment. But I would say this: those are the moments when Ron DeSantis shines. Mm-hmm. It truly. I mean, in the crisis when he doesn't have to interact with people or be likable <laughs> or he doesn't know, have to interact with people. No, he's just like. Do your job, guy. He's yeah. excellent at it. He really is. He's, he's great at it. Um, it's a shame that Maui didn't get the same kind of proactive leadership, but they don't have it. Now, Biden, I mean, I, the other thing is, which Biden are we talking to? Are we talking to the real guy? Are we talking to a masked man? Which earlobe, which earlobe we should see? Which one was it? The attached or the unattached? I don't even know. It's such a joke. But no, Uncle Joe, we don't judge your, trust your judgment. I'm going to take it a little bit easier on DeSantis, I think, going forward. You know, I, I was a real critic of his, but then I saw the GOP debate the other day, and mm-hmm. uh, it's not looking good for the future of the party after Trump. So DeSantis is actually a lot better uh, relative to the other people on that stage on the issues. So wow. I thought that was, I thought that, look, you know, I call balls and strikes. People think I'm this big Trump fanatic. It's just because he I mean, truly is American excellence and a great man of history. But that doesn't mean DeSantis can't be a good governor. It doesn't mean that. It's not as He has something. been, and he's doing good work. True. Very this is good all work. very true. So uh, we love DeSantis. We think that's great messaging. And yeah, looters should be, should be shot, frankly. It just, it, it is perplexing to watch him um, up there. Yeah be such a, a great leader as he was, you know, um, the last time there was an emergency in Florida. Um, you see him just handle these things so well, so easily with such authority. Yeah. And then there are these missteps that he's making on the campaign trail that you're like, where, where did where did that guy go? I, I honestly believe, because the, the guy you see there, that's the governor of Florida. Right. With the governor's team. Right. Acting as the governor. The second he goes to presidential candidate, mm-hmm. it's a different mm-hmm. campaign team. Yeah. And I firmly believe that, ca- and I don't know them personally, but I'm just seeing two people. Right. That campaign team and the messaging and the way is not this. Right. And it's not just disaster, how he took on Disney, how he handled himself with those kind mm-hmm. of situations. Right. You know, so um, that's the Ron DeSantis that all of America was thankful for when right. he started delivering bloody noses to the left and woke culture through the whole cancel culture movement. So, but it's like chalk and cheese, it's two different guys. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's been it's very weird. fascinating to watch. Um, all right, we've got to, uh, we got to take a quick break. We'll be back with more. We'll be back with more on what you just did. Yaku, you mentioned earlier, Joe Biden looks very different uh, from what he used to look. Well, there's a top California plastic surgeon who estimates that President Biden has spent the equivalent of $100,000 on plastic surgery, including a face and eyebrow lift. Um, And of course, we all know a hair transplant. So I want to I want to review Joe Biden through the years here. So let's look at Joe Biden about 250 years ago when he was senator. There he is. You see the the hair thinning. He, I mean, he looks okay, I guess. But there's kind of a sharp contrast of Biden in. Uh, let's see. So let's go to 2006. Okay, looking a little different there. And then uh, 2014. A little. A little bit more different. That's and unattached earlobe right there. There so, it is. Oh, that's genetic. And then let's go to 2019 Biden. And that is that. That is a sharp contrast to what we just saw before. Um, let's look at a let's look at a yeah the side by side here. How is that the same? Per- 
person. Look at the nose. Yeah, look. I mean, look at the earlobes. Look, you can do a lot with face, but earlobes, is a, it's genetic, attached, on, not attached. You don't, I mean, it's, and you but, I'm just telling you, man. And someone could say, well, you could have plastic surgery, but why would anyone, it's like, you know what, doc? I've always wanted my earlobes unattached. No, if but you could just Sarah, it changes month to month, It does though. change, yeah, you're right. Is that part of a, like a lift? They have no. to, the skin pulls up, they have to attach. No, but it, it changes month. Look at the pictures of him in the last six months and just look at earlobes. For yourself, look at video. <laughs> for yourself, just for yourself. For yourself. <laughs> don't trust the deep I'm faker. I'm just saying, that's, that's just weird. That's weird. Is all I'm saying. I don't care what he spent on plastic surgery. I care more about what's going on inside his noggin. Yeah, Not Sarah, much. this is a very superficial segment to be focusing on how a man looks instead of how he governs. He's a handsome guy, you know? He said he was okay. <gasps> he has high standards. <sighs> on a one to 10, where's Joe Biden? Now? Female perspective, yeah. Negative 20. Oh, no, come on. Right answer. The handsome old guy. Oh He's my seven. gosh. He's a seven. Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.